0: The language of deceit, notes and extracts, in the great wide open. James Madison, the fourth president of the United States, called bankers the money changers. It was a reference to the biblical nature of the problem direct public criticism of the establishment is as necessary for progress as it is sometimes dangerous and occasionally foolishly brave. When we bury the truth, we bury the opportunity for change and progress and transformation. To ignore reality may lessen the burden but it heightens the probability of a negative outcome. We lose the opportunity to understand what the root of the problem actually is. The ability to change money is the ability to create opportunity and the ability to transform lives. The marriage of a man or woman to his or her money is the real state of society, for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. As we rise, so we may fall. After World War II, a fiasco caused by the economic and trade sanctions and limits imposed on Germany at the end of World War I. The International Monetary Fund and the World Bank were created, with the full and enthusiastic support of the US government. This was planned by bankers as a part of a new world government that would pull on strings behind the scenes. This, of course, could be accomplished quickly as a necessity in a time of crisis. These organizations created a banking cartel composed of the world's central banks, which gradually assumed the power to dictate credit policies to the banks of all nations. Slowly but surely, a more subtle policy of control was implemented. The IMF was given the authority to issue a world fiat currency, a money not backed by gold or silver, and this was called Special Drawing Rights, or SDRs. They created more than $30 billion in this currency, and nation-states were forced, through one-sided trade deals, to accept them. These new funds, to which countries signed on, nothing more than giant financial laundries where the super rich could influence policy through the granting of funds for business ventures and projects. Of course there would be stringent regulations in the contracts of exactly what behaviors would be required to receive this free money. Most often the import and export of specific goods would be controlled. But there would also be stringent stipulations about the appointment of certain individuals to certain key positions in governments and corporations. Media would cover the grants as if they were philanthropic educational ventures that boosted the economies providing employment and training in much-needed sectors. Of course, those in the know would happily jump through the hoops like animals in a circus to receive these handouts. In return, the recipients kept their mouths shut. Just as the Mafia knows to keep money moving, Funds from here would be taken and spent there. Meanwhile, funds from there would be taken and spent here in such a way as nobody would really be able to keep tabs on what was really going on. Little that we hear or see about money is actually true. The white shoe boy banksters... Have perfected their art of creating a wonderful mixture of fear, panic, and obfuscation. The smoke screens are everywhere offshore accounts, hedge funds, front companies, semi charitable foundations, dubious churches, large international transactions disguised as the purchase of art or under the guise of some sporting venturer. Where there are large sums of money to be made, there are also lives to be lost, and hearts, or even arms and legs, to be broken. One of the richest bankers in Europe is the super-secretive Rothschild family, which got to own most of the European economy by a sly swindle after Napoleon Bonaparte was defeated. Georges-Marie Mathieu Dierneville authored a rather curious work entitled The Edifying and Curious History of Rothschild, the First King of the Jews. Within it, he made claims about Nathan Mayer Rothschild's early knowledge of the outcome of the Battle of Waterloo. His couriers delivered information about the victory back to London before even the British cabinet itself knew. The book claims that he used the knowledge to speculate on the London Stock Exchange and make a vast fortune by unfair advantage against British stockholders, essentially defrauding them and the country. However, it is worth remembering that all is fair in love and war. Other powerful bankers of note include the Warburgs, the Schiffs, the Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Aldrichs, a lot of whom retain their wealth customarily through intermarriage. The rich will argue that money is nothing more than opportunity and responsibility, whereas the poor may argue that money is nothing more than control and irrationality. Each projects the mirror of their own experience, and as a result, both views are limited. We all know that it is not what you have, but what you do with what you have, that matters. Just as it's not who you know, but how you communicate with who you know. According to American economist Milton Friedman, the Great Depression of 1933 in America was caused by the early banking cartels through the federal government eliminating currency in circulation. By 2009, money in circulation in the USA was contracted even more than had been in the 1933 Depression. Stimulus in the form of handouts just increased the debt, as did federal spending to temporarily relieve the problems. Many people went bankrupt at the same time, creating both poverty and opportunity. For there are huge profits to be made in any humanitarian crisis. Everything that lives must die. This should apply to companies and corporations as much as it does to people. The fact is a great reset occurs at least once for every generation. The economic crises experienced in the past and nowadays are the result of the money systems pushed by the wealthy bankers. Like punch drunk junkies, the quest for more only leads to the quest for more. Sadly, we have an economic system built on the gaming principle that somebody somewhere has to lose. There is, at the moment, no win-win scenario. There is also no universal overnight solution. The money doesn't cost nothing and the tricks don't come for free. Our present script is about as far away from scripture as is humanly possible. The language of deceit, notes and extracts.